Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane, with me, Rich Wilson. And this week I'm joined by my good friend and co-host of But Please Don't Panic, it's old Rachel Wells. Wellsy herself, hello. And I think there might be a delay. <laughs> oh, she can't hear it. <laughs> no, you froze, sorry, you hear it. talking to me. Oh, I was doing the introduction, that's all right. And then it was Yeah, just I heard kind the of start of it and then blank. it just stopped. I love technology, don't you? It's so much fun, <laughs> isn't it's it, just? Error. It's um, <laughs> welcome to the show. We did this before, ages ago, <laughs> so and <angry. laughs> and you were annoyed, so we were like, oh, right, let's God. give it some time, and we're back at it. And we've had, and now you're a podcaster in your own right, so you're used to it. You're used to public speaking. So, well, hang on, let's not go that far. Yeah, we'll just crack on. No. I just, just bang on it more often now. So many, so we've, like, so we've talked about this many times on, but please don't panic. And we talk about the fact that you, know, you are, you are autistic and you have ADHD yeah. and these things, and these things kind of bang up against each other. Yeah, so in a sexy way. No, we, but this is what we, what we, what we're trying to put across with, but please don't panic. Part of it is, when we say, right, this is the film we're going to watch, and this is the film we're going to talk about, and then we're going to record on this day. Yeah. All of those things, it's easy. I don't have that. So I could just go, yeah, fine. And if we don't record, it's because something else has happened. It's like, oh, something's yeah. happened. I've got to go out. Whereas you have to go, like, right, I'm prepared, but I need to. And then you've got that thing of, like you said, if I say to you, this is the film we're watching and recording at this time, part of your brain goes, no, we're not. I'm not doing that. And you have yeah, to battle that. So to get you in front of a screen recording, having already watched the film, people don't realize how not difficult, but there's a lot goes into that happening. Yeah. It's not just like smooth. There's lots of steps to it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And what is it? How would, so just, just go through it. When we talk okay. about the, right. So we go, this is the film. For example, we're watching The Blob. All right. Yeah. Is it easier if you pick the film or is it easier if I pick the film? Um, so the novelty of someone else picking the film is better. Right. So I'm like, ooh. Otherwise, my brain gets a bit bored of it. Like, okay. Okay. Like Sharktopus, I was a bit like, I've already seen it, though. Like, I wasn't really, 
like to be excited for things. If it's yeah. tedious, I don't want to do it. No. Nah, it's got to be sort of, even if it, even if it's, but if it's, yeah, the novelty is definitely great for the brain. Ooh, and that's like a little there, challenge. <laughs> but sometimes there are things that we have to do that are tedious. Does your brain just go, nah, I'm just not doing it? I cannot, like if, no. Because my brain, if, I, if my brain doesn't care, I can't make it care. There's nothing no. I can do. Like even logically, I know, like to plan my day better. I know that's logical to be like, if you get up and get ready, you don't mm. have to then stop what you're doing to get ready later. Yeah. My brain's just like, but I don't want to be ready. So I sort of put that thing off until yeah. last minute and then I'm always late for everything. Because I'm like, like, I don't like being dressed. <laughs> it's like a, a something I don't really want to be doing. No, like wearing clothes is fine, but you know when you're like, oh, I've got to put bra and pants on. Like, oh no, thank you. Just give me shorts and t-shirt any day. But like, I've got to do. So it's just another chore, but it's not an automatic thing. It's something that I've got to think through. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like step by step. It's not. I don't just do it. It's. Oh, now I've got to find this. And then because I'm disorganized everywhere else, that task is bigger because I'm like, I've got to find a, a T-shirt. And then, yeah, <laughs> I sort of do everything a little bit. Yeah. And so that trips me up at the future, Rachel is not happy. <laughs> so does it feel like you're sort of like you're there and your brain's there and you're kind of, do you know what it feels like? You're separate from it sometimes. Yeah, because I want to do things. So it's not yeah. like I don't want to do it. Like take, um, <clears throat> so I was at uni. I was going to say years ago, probably was years ago. And I just can't write essays. But I worked so hard. So yeah. every week I would sit down with my tutor or like a study skills like mentor. We would go through it for like a year. Or I just cannot, mm. my brain cannot do essays. Because it's opinion, isn't it? And that changes. And so it's not factual. Yeah. And if it's not factual, then I don't want to act like it is. Because if my opinion's yeah. changed, even though, because it's just, just do it, get it done. I'm like, oh, but it's not, it's not true. I can't make my brain do something that it's, it's not right. I don't know. It's just no. not right. I can't. But like the autistic thing as well, even though I know logically I can do something, sometimes I just can't. Mm. So like, like sometimes, but that's, um, that's how it's a spectrum, isn't it? Because um, my traits I always have my traits, but how they affect me changes. Yeah. Like, depending on um, just loads of things, like how much I've got on, like the stress and the environment. Like, yeah, so if I'm stressed, if not- if I've got more to do, mm. like official stuff is a pain in the ass. And then, like, if I've got, because like even environmental stuff, so if I've got to go to a supermarket, but I'm already stressed, that supermarket's going to be louder and more painful mm. and brighter than if I'm calmer. Yeah. So, so, even, so even on that level... Try and balance just, everything. Yeah. So everything, from the moment you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're just having to like, really... Like, we're all making decisions every minute of every day, but you have to really think, think it through. Yeah, that makes because, sense. yeah, just too much. Like, and is that the autism or the ADHD or just a combination of the two? <clears throat> um, I don't know. I don't know. So now I've got 
um, both diagnosis. I don't know where one starts and one ends, if that makes sense. Mm. They all sort of just mush together. But some are very definitely being autistic, like yeah. not really wanting to talk to people. Yeah. I find, and like finding people quite boring. That's def- That might just be me, though. That might just be a personality I think that's just a, yeah. where I'm like, oh, people, people are just a bit shit. But that sounds more like a personality quiet. thing, yeah. You yeah. Right, sorry? <laughs> I'd rather just be quiet. Right. Like, you don't really get... But I understand the benefit of interacting with people. But if people could just know what I'm thinking, that would be better for me. Yeah, you're definitely born in the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, just, oh. Yeah, but even then, so with that, like being seen and not heard, that'd be fabulous. But the ADHD side of me likes the attention and doesn't like to be told what to do. My God. So but that's like the PDA as well. So like the demand avoidance. If someone says you need to do something, I'm like, fuck off. Like, I just can't. Um, I always give the example of, you know, icebreakers. Like if yep. you're uh, in a new group, and you're like, oh, I just didn't. I'm like, no. Like, I'm not doing I'm uncom- I just refuse to do it. And then no one really knows how to take it. If you just go, I'm uncomfortable with that. They're like, mm. no one's ever refused to, to tell me some interesting fact. Because what is interesting, it's all subjective, isn't it? It is. What do you want to know about me? <laughs> so you'd rather just cut yourself off and just save yourself the hassle no i want to interact but just on my on my on your terms. terms well because surely not everyone wants to be talking all the time we just want to be quiet with people yeah but i think that comes with time doesn't it once you're around people for a bit and you get used to them and then you, and you sort of understand each other a bit more and then that being comfortable in each other's yeah. company, being silent in each other's company, it just comes with time. So yeah. You have to build. You have to build it. It doesn't happen it. immediately. It's other people that are the problem, I think. Other people are the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Yes, other you are. are. Definitely the problem. But has this been difficult in relationships as well? Then, if you're trying to build a relationship, do you have certain oh. expectations of like, well, yeah. it needs to be this. That's no, because that the ADHD brain goes with that. So that's like the impulsiveness. That's the um, rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria. Mm. That's the the risk taking. That's where, yeah, that Rachel's not handy at all. We don't need to be <laughs> that one. Like it's very much like yeah, because she's a problem. She's a that Rachel's a problem. Oh really? But I don't know because I've never had a relationship being diagnosed with both. In fact, no, but even not even a proper relationship. I just get a bit bored with people. And I've not found someone who can, like, who sort of ticks the boxes. Mm. But I'm not really looking properly. But I do want a husband, so. A husband? I've got a husband. A husband. What, to do husbandy things? I don't know, just someone to hang out with. Someone to be quiet with. <laughs> I want someone to just sit with me. Yeah, but just hang I don't want to be, like... Uh, I don't know, just to, not to bother, that sounds awful, I just want someone to bother, but just someone like a, I don't know, it seems quite nice, the idea of a husband seems quite nice. Just you need someone, someone... Your team, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there is that, there is, yeah, there is that element of togetherness and understanding and someone that you can be completely yourself with, so someone that you could be quiet with, but then also someone that you could out of the blue bombard them with questions about the Bermuda Triangle and EastEnders or whatever else you want to chat about. <laughs> oh my God, well, the new one that I've been sort of trying to keep in 
because people who it's becoming a problem well because people think you're weird if you're like oh by the way but uh, it's that podcast i was telling you about about yeah. the guy who was um they took him to court like crown court for like wanking off a dolphin <laughs> there's a podcast i listened to it <laughs> how did he get caught did the dolphin grass no him they up? made it up he wasn't doing it they made it up oh so it was so oh my god let me tell you the podcast is called hooked on freddie and um so the guy, there was um, a dolphin that had just appeared, a wild dolphin. They were swimming with it. And then mm. he was the the guy who made the allegation was on like a boat with other people and they heard him say it and they were like, oh, it must be true. So they all told the, like someone wow. told the police. Um, but the guy who made the first allegation, who said it on the boat, he was the guy who was running like the Flamingo Land or whatever it was. So he was working with captive dolphins. And the other guy who was allegedly wanking off a dolphin, he, hang on, what was I saying? He was trying to shut it down and write ah. the dolphins. He was on Jonathan Ross, the guy, not the, the wanky guy, not the alleged, like not the boat guy. So the boat guy was trying to shut it down, shut down. No, the boat guy was trying to, he owned Flamingoland. Right. And like the guy who was accused of wanking off Freddy, he was trying to shut Flamingoland down. Oh, so there was, oh, so he, oh, I see. So he accused him of that and that yeah. way it would discredit him. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's a way to go, isn't it? Yeah, but he didn't get convicted. And then he, um, what was I saying? Well, there'd be no so evidence. Even if he did do it. Well, no, yeah, because people were like, why didn't you, the uh, when it was in court, the guy who was like defending him was like, why didn't you, you're a photo journalist, why didn't you take a picture? Yeah. But the dolphin might have had his penis out because dolphins often have their penises out, apparently. They're, apparently, yeah. they're always hard and sometimes they poke them out and that's like a hand. <laughs> See? They poke them out. too much. And it's like, yeah, a, like hand. a hand. Like, that's how they feel around for stuff. Oh, come on, man. No, it's like a just like a thing, and they like um they like sometimes a probe. hook, yeah. Well, that's but um, yes, yeah, so we didn't wank off Freddy. No, it would be even if he did, the evidence would vanish. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> I was with Joe Wilkinson last night, and he was talking. You what? Other people yeah. have been convicted of it. Of wanking off dolphins. Yeah. It was in America. It was a NASA study. Who did I send that link to? I sent it to someone. Who's studying that? What are you on about? No, someone did. There was like a NASA study of dolphins. Hang on. This might. Oh, there was I something see. to do with NASA and dolphins. And then someone went rogue and started wanking them all off. Not all of them. Hang on. Uh, all of them. <laughs> all of the dolphins. Off. No. It just, you could, people can Google that if they're interested. No wonder dolphins are so pleased to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Oh, there's another human going to wank off me probe. <laughs> Good Lord. Every time oh. I talk to you, it just descends into genitalia talk. Oh, it does. That's so bad. You're obsessed with Maybe bits. Maybe I'm the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what, though? I mean, this is the thing. That just goes to show how comfortable we are. That just goes to show friendship, where you can just go off on tangents about whatever. You know what I mean? It's like I got a few people like yeah. that. That you, and this, uh, that goes back to what I said about being like your, your true self. You can just, you know, we could have a heated discussion one minute, and the next minute we're talking about waking off all the dolphins. Waking off all the dolphins. All of the dolphins. You think they'd have to line up? 
How would they you do would... it if you had to wank off all the dolphins? They'd have to be lined up, wouldn't they? All round in a circle. <laughs> like a display. Yeah. You'd be in the middle of them like a trained seal <laughs> running around. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder how long it would take you to wank them all off. It would take ages. How many dolphins are there in the world? I don't know. Which which one? Which bit? Not all of them, or just a certain type of dolphin, like the ones we we know about. (coughs) No, all of them. But do you have to like them off till the end, till they finished? Oh, on a technicality, you could just do a couple of strokes and then on to the next one. Yeah, but then you're going to get a load of frustrated, pissed off dolphins. (laughs) Um, It does sound like we're planning a Guinness World Record attempt. Oh my god! All the dolphins. How many dolphins are there? What constitutes wanking them off? Chris Akabusi has to announce that. That would be amazing. Yeah. That world record. You don't know who Chris Akabusi is, do you? Um. (laughs) But like, I know the name. Yeah. But I couldn't remember his face. No, this is when I forget about. God. Sometimes I say stuff, people go, nah, I wasn't even born then. Anyway. Um, no, but I, like, let me Google him because I'm going to be like. Okay. Oh, this is the bit that everyone loves about any podcast that we do is the Googling <laughs> bit. Have to Google. <laughs> They're just sitting there Googling. But this is all part of mental health, having these chats, I suppose, isn't it? You know? Because uh, these are questions. Yeah, right I know around. Chris Akabusi now. There you go. How many dolphins are there in the world? Google that while you're on there. <laughs> That's a lot, though, isn't it? How would you get them to agree? How would I get them to agree? What do they like? Yeah. What would you? You'd have to. You'd have to coax them over with fish, fish fingers. They like to. That's play. what you do. You'd fish put fingers. Fish, you'd put fish fingers on your fingers, and then they'd come <laughs> over. Oh, I like them, and then you'd have at it. Do they like fish fingers? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. I've never, I've never met a dolphin. Um, so at one? least eight million, and possibly several millions more. Fucking hell! That's, That's a lot a busy, of dolphin dick. Oh, but they're not all going to be men. Hang on, they're not all male dolphins. What? They don't all have dicks, so you're fine. Oh. That's half, well, that just, half a job. Well, that just goes to show the level I work on, where I didn't even think about <laughs> the women dolphins in this scenario, because I'm like, that would be weird. If I'm approaching, as an older man, I'm approaching dolphins, but blokes, yeah, have it. Get your knobs out. I'll go at them. That just goes to show where I'm at on a on a on an ethical and moral level. You've ignored well done me. female dolphins. I, I didn't. I was like, no, that's not that's not my that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> just like just like the boys. Yeah, I'll do the fellas. Women, someone else would have to do that. You'll have to do that. You don't need to do it. No, really. You have now. to do it. Get stuck in. I just think it make the sea. I think it make the oceans a real, a really calmer place. Cloudy Everyone will be relaxed. What? Anyway, Cloudy this place. is. <laughs> we've gone so off topic. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But how do you? So with this, with, how do you feel about talk? Are you able to talk about how you're really feeling to people? Like, are you? Do you have people that you can say, "I'm fucked no. off today," or "This is this yeah, is troubling me"? Yeah, but that's not. I don't know. There was this thing online. Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, uh, like people intellectualize their feelings instead of feeling them, and I think I'm definitely like that. Yeah. But no one really cares. I don't have people who. Well, if they do care, let me rephrase that because they might care, and I'm just not aware. But mm. no, I, I was getting better now, 
But for, for I'm just like, oh, okay. I just sort of do everything by myself. And no one really, I find I'm always the one, like, or in the past, I've been the one always making the effort with people and people don't actually sort of message me a lot. It's mm. getting better now. And there's a few people that I'm like, ah, oh. and I feel more able to do it. But yeah. Yeah. I forgot what you said. Sorry. No, no, no. No, about communicating basically is what I'm talking about, about how you're feeling. And that's true. Do you know what? It's funny. I'm getting better at it because I didn't realize what I was doing. My brain kind of puts people in boxes. So with this, if I'm doing men brain, then everything connected to that is there. And then if I'm doing, but please don't panic, that's there. And if I'm doing, um, never mind the age gap, that's there. And if I, I, I don't tend to text people aside from that, like you and I now are like, we'll message, we'll send each other stuff, links and things like that. Yeah. So I'm getting, I'm suddenly getting better at it. Now producer Paul the other day, he, he sent me a picture from a toilet in a pub that really made me laugh. And I was like, oh, yeah, nice. We care. Yeah, I forget. I'm like, yeah, we're friends above everything else. Yeah. And, I, you, and I'm, getting, I'm getting better at that. I'm too busy kind of, everything's kind of boxed off. And then I'm yeah, like, I don't know, you can. as well. Sorry? Yeah. You've got lots on, haven't you? Like, your brain's always busy because you're always somewhere doing something. That's true. Trying There's to organize stuff. There but is a I lot. I think, um, and I used to care about it a lot more when I was younger. Like, people not actively and like openly caring about me because I used to because um, I was only diagnosed as an adult mm. and so um, I had like lots of mental health issues before and it's always been like I felt wrong so I yeah. used to think I thought wrong and so I thought people's like people not caring about me is because I was doing something wrong and not because I was just yeah. talking, like trying to be with the wrong people or like just even oh, I didn't know how friends worked so I'd see, like, the theory of friends, like, are you going to hang out and they care about you? I was like, okay, cool. And then the people I was with, like, or hanging out with didn't do that or I didn't have anyone. And, yeah. um, like, when my social anxiety was really bad. Um, yeah, so, like, no one, I don't know. I've never felt like anyone's, like, I've never, I've never been looked after. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, no one's yeah. ever cared for me like taken care of me and so it's kind of hard to trust people because i just don't think people are too interested but that comes from having those experiences when you were in your formative years yes no i've always felt that though right. because my mum um because like me and my mum have a difficult relationship and so when you're like the black sheep of the family mm. it's sort of other people treat you like that as well so you don't really get a chance to be it's sort of almost like they dictate your narrative. I said dick too much. I really emphasize <laughs> that they dictate your narrative. But yeah, so like your narrative isn't your own and your story isn't your own because if you're always labeled as the troublemaker or she can't behave herself or she's too emotional, then, or like, yeah, like the problem child. That was mm. me. And so and it's like, it's weird that other people like how other people see, like, so this was all happening when I was a kid and stuff. And like, even my sister, when she was like, yeah, mum used to let other people smack you. And I was like, I don't fucking remember that. What? I remember like always in trouble. Yeah. Because you hadn't been diagnosed, so people didn't know there was something else going on. And she didn't care. Let's not make it out like she was like a good parent. Oh, right. She didn't right. give a shit. No. So um, I used to get smacked a lot. 
But now, oh, I think I would have been diagnosed, like, even as a baby. So um, my first, one of my first special interests um, as, like, a kid, well, as a baby, was Neighbours. Okay. I was talking about it the other day with my sister. Yeah. But um, they would, like, when I was, like, three months old, they would hold me facing away from the TV Although I would try and fight to watch the TV. So when the Neighbours theme tune came on, I would try and like fight to turn around and stuff. <laughs> but that's yeah. what um, Richard Hardesty, he's, he does a bit in his show, Silly Boy. And he's got his baby book. And his mum's written all the bits in it about him when he was a baby, like all the nice bits. And it says, favourite song, uh, Neighbours. <laughs> yeah, maybe, every, maybe it's everyone. I just love it. I love special interests. Yeah. Um, we've got... Um, but it's weird how, like, you sort of look back retrospectively and go, oh, no, I was really into that a bit too much. And um, I was messaging someone yesterday, and they were saying about how um, CSI, and, like, mm. Gil Grissom, and they, that was one of their special interests. And I was like, oh, shit, because I fucking loved it. And I was like, all of the sort of crime, like, sort of dramas, I was like, yeah, I fucking love them. And that's like a proper special interest where I'm just like, yeah. no, I watch them all. So I'm, I didn't watch Bones, though. I've watched a few episodes, but I was like, let me, like, re-sort of revisiting special interests is lush because all the excitement comes back and it's all familiar yeah. and nice. Mine, I'm, I was obsessed with Starsky and Hutch growing up. And, like, I just, they would, I, it would make my heart ache when it finished. Or if I'd have to beg oh. my mum and dad if I could stay up late to watch it. And sometimes they'd say, yeah. Mic drop down. Sorry, I'm back. Uh, sometimes they said yeah, and then sometimes they say no. But I'd have to sit. I'd sit on the landing upstairs and listen, and just oh. be heartbroken because I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to watch it, and it just. I was obsessed. I loved it. I had the car. I had the. I just couldn't. I couldn't get enough. Couldn't get enough. And even now, when I, I, if I'm feeling really shit, I put YouTube on and I just watch Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> yeah. No. I. That, that, that familiarity, that comfort. I do mm. uh, Midsummer Murders because sometimes I go, I can't. There's nothing I want to watch, and everything just feels wrong. Yeah. Like out of all the things I want to watch, and I was like, let me start Midsummer Murders from the beginning. Or Jonathan Creek's a good one. I'm like, let me just watch all of the Jonathan Creeks again. It's just yeah, yeah something just that comfort thing. Yeah, familiar. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Barbara's in. She loves it. It's Barbara the cat. Pain. So. So with your, so have you kind of spoken to your mum about this, or is it kind of like it's just like? Oh, I don't nah. talk to that bitch. Do you not? No, we're well. That's really harsh, actually. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, because I spent no, because she's just a shit mum, mm. and I have got no tolerance for it anymore. No, I spent so long. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so we've always been, we've always clashed, and uh, I spent so long. Um, as a teenager, well, because she, um, so she chucked me out when I was like 14, and so I was wow. sort of homeless. And what? then, uh, uh, what really? Yeah, um, this is what I mean. Like, it's not, um, so because obviously I was undiagnosed, and it happens to lots of, um, especially girls and women, I think, that so they're self harming, the depression. Barbara, babe, you're causing issues again. Don't get on that fucking wire. You're such a dickhead. Get off. Um, so it's really common to mm. uh, to have sort of if you if you've got problems as a teenager to be later diagnosed. Um, yeah. <coughs> so because um, 
I didn't. So yeah, not having anyone to care for me and look after mm. me and to sort of parent me and teach me. Because her and my dad split up when I was maybe 10 or 11. Mm. And so that's my social anxiety started. Um, and I wasn't an easy kid before that, but probably about nine when I stopped eating in front of people. Um, but obviously I had um, a limited food that I would eat anyway, mm. so that I just stopped eating in front of people as well. And then um, when I went to secondary school, I started self-harming and stuff, and then it, everything really broke down. And so when I was 14, that was a really sort of pivotal year because um, that's when I took the overdose and that's when she was making, she was making me homeless and stuff. So I, she would, I would oh, go God. to school. She would like pack my hold all, well, pack a hold all full of my clothes and I would go to school with that and then hope that one of my friend's mum would let me sleep there. Oh my God. Yeah. And how long did that go on for? Um, I don't <laughs> I don't really know. Wait, months. Mm. And then I think after... So when she first chucked me out and she told me never to come back, I broke the window. No, oh, really? To yeah, get back in or her. just broke it anyway? Yeah. No, just fuck her. Double glazing is fucking hard to break though. That yeah. Rock bounced off. Oh, shit. And then she reported me. My dad made her report me as a missing person, even though she made me homeless. She chucked me out. Yeah, and I was in the park with my friends. Like, I used to keep a tenner in the back of my phone. You know the Nokia 3310s? Yes. Because if I needed to get a bus or something, I could get a bus. I had money for a bus, so I used to keep emergency money in the back of my phone. Oh, my God. At one time, um, uh, the school took me down social services, but they didn't do anything either. And then and then what happened? You just... Where did you end up? Um, uh, so my dad got a flat up here. Mm. And then, so I lived, moved in with my dad and my now stepmom. Right. And then you got your own place. Uh, Well, no, then all the bits in between. And then I got (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mate, but how does, when you, when you really think about all that, is that not, yeah, there is an anger there because of it, or you just kind of like, oh, fuck it. Doesn't matter now. Well, now there is. There was, because I used to think like, because my whole aim was to be, like, back with my mum, because I just loved her. And yeah. even though she didn't... Because she used to say to me, um, I love you, I just don't like you. Right. But when you're a self-harming teenager, that's not yeah. really what you want to hear. Because I always thought I was wrong. Because everyone else could do things, like be around people and know what to say and mm. and just be comfortable. And that was always so alien to me. But yeah. I was... Until... Until I was like, even at 18, I was trying to live with her and she would let me for a bit and then she'd be like, I'm just calling your dad. And I'd be like, well, what the fuck? Mm. But, um, and it created like a big sort of rivalry between me and my sister because I saw my sister getting all the things that like I should have had. Like even stuff like um, my mum decorated. So after I took the overdose, my mum decorated uh, my bedroom for me. It was maybe like a calm space. Mm. Then she started chucking me out. I said to my sister, I said, don't, that's mine. Yeah. Um, and then my mum gave it to her and I was like just heartbroken because I had yeah, nothing for me um, but then it's only as an adult and she's like because she's obviously not great but it's like the compulsive lying and mm. she's just done some things I won't get into it too much Barbara I beg get off my leg get off sorry the cuts 
um, being a pain. I'm fidgeting because my knee's starting to hurt. Mm. Sitting cross-legged. Um, but as an adult, and like, because I'm a mum, I'm like, I would never do that. And no. I'm not, like, I don't, I don't need a mum now. And I'm not, it's just disrespectful to keep lying. Because the lies are so pointless. Like, I'm sitting here going, but that's, you're lying. Yeah. We all know you're lying. And to, like, create drama, she never cared about me. No. And so, like, they're creating drama and lying and stuff. I'm like, oh, just go away. Like, it sounds I, like, I just want a peaceful life. Yeah. Sounds like narcissism on her point, her part. But she's not clever. That's what pisses me off. Right. I'm like, you're not clever. Oh, they rarely are. <laughs> but, like, so I'm sitting and she's like, oh, I didn't say that. I'm like, but you did because I was there. She's it's, like, no, I didn't. Yeah. It's a or, like, she'll I think... just lie to us. And we're like, yeah. you can't keep track of your lies. And can you just fuck off with it? Because it's just exhausting. Yeah, it gets to a point you just go, I can't deal with it. I haven't dealt with someone similar. And you go in, I just know that's bollocks, but you're so convincing and manipulative and you've ground me down so much. I'm just like, I don't know what, even if it isn't true, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just bored Oh, no, no, she, she just, she hasn't got the, it's just silly things. When you just, mm. There's no need to lie about stuff, but she, she oh, likes, right. she's, but she's always a victim. Mm-hmm. So things just, oh, it's so weird. This is like a weird therapy session. But I remember <laughs> right. um, me and my, when we were a bit younger, uh, probably like 18, 20, went down with my cousin and we asked for a lift to the station. And she was like, oh, no, I'm working. And that's fine. There's no need to lie. If you're working, you're working. Mm. And then she was like, no. I, and then another day she was just like, oh, I just didn't want to do it. And I'm like, well, just fucking say it. Just say you don't no. have to do stuff. Yeah. But you have to be honest. No one's expecting right. you to do everything. But if you lie about it, everyone's, it's just so boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then she spread lies about me and my sister to family members and they started giving us shit. And I was like, fuck off. None of you are like, none of you are brilliant. No. I take criticism from you lot. You can all get in the bin. I haven't done anything. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh, so, mate. But I don't care. I don't have that social obligation. I'm like, oh, it's your mum. I'm like, yeah, but my mum's a dickhead. So yeah. it's fine to cut her off. But some people are really shocked to hear that, and you're like, not all mums are good. Not not all mums are good. I know a couple of people whose mums have been shocking. Yeah. So, you know, I'm very lucky. My mum's great, but, you know, I've heard some some stories, so I don't blame you. There was something, while I remember, Hmm. that you wanted to talk about last time, and when we'd finished the recording, you went, shit, I didn't talk about that. Oh, what was it? Was it about something to do with autism? And something that people don't really get about autism or understand. Maybe we've covered it already at the beginning. Well, I don't know. I think last time we said we, we talked about autism, but we never actually explained like what it was or anything. We just yeah, maybe it was that it with it with no explanation. Yeah. Oh, but I think so much has changed in like so. It's been like a few years since we tried to do it last time. Yeah, I it's think been two years. Just don't give a shit about autism anymore. People just do not care. It's the least interesting thing about me. Mm. It's so just. I, you don't think people need a better understanding oh, of it, as seeing as most, uh, more and more people now are being diagnosed with it. But people it, don't care. No. But I think because what I'm tired of seeing is that people making it their whole personality. Yes. And like profiting off it. So I'm like, yeah, it's yeah, a condition yeah. that affects all of us. So why? And then thinking their time is more precious than anyone else's time, and all they're doing is just collecting other people's opinions. And I'm just like, oh. Because I, I don't want to be defined by these diagnoses. I'm just—it's just a thing I am. 
because some people are like, oh, it's a superpower. I'm like, it's fucking not though, is it? <laughs> or like special brains. I'm like, but they're not, they're just brains and they just work a bit differently. Yeah. And it's not that interesting. And it's, I don't, people are always trying to like make money off stuff and just exist and be happy. Jesus. I think that's my issue with it all as well. And I see certain comedians, you know, before they've even said a joke, they just got this big list of things and you're like, all right, you might write some material with the things in it or about the things. And then we'll go, oh, right, okay, okay, that, right, I understand. But just to, like you said, they made it their whole personality. Everyone's looking for a thing that they go, oh, this makes me different and different to everyone else. You know, like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Yeah, if everyone, this, we've talked about this before. If everyone's got trauma, that's just life then, isn't it? It's not just yeah. trauma and it's just life. Life is if traumatic. Everyone, yeah. I always think about like bugs and fish and stuff and I'm like, Oh, there's some sharks. So I've got chunks taken out of them. And they're not like, oh, but my trauma, I can't catch any fish right now. <laughs> the trauma. You've just got to crack on. Because it's not going to, uh, yeah, I don't know. It might. I, I might just sound really sort of um, quite cold about it all. But I just. Yeah, think... but that might, be just, that might be just your attitude today. Tomorrow you'll feel different. You've had a bit more sleep. Yeah. No, You've had like more a, sugar. Uh, <laughs> a bit more sugar. That's it. Fill me up with sugar. Whatever, you um, know. But, you know, it's the thing that I, because I just think, oh, it's not that important. Like, you don't get special awards for having the most trauma. Like, you have to... And I think people use it as an excuse not to keep trying. Yes. There's a bit of that. Like, there is a bit oh, of that. It's just, oh, it's my trauma. You still have to try. You still have to yes. be a person. Like, you still... You don't get to opt out of almost, like, picking and choosing of which bits of society they... Mm, not for me. But saying that, I do pick and choose which bits. <laughs> but no, I do <laughs> So I don't do those icebreakers. So maybe no. I'm just a hypocrite. There's an element, there is an element of that though, of I feel, it, yeah, life is hard and yeah, you've been through some shit, but at the same time, you've still got to keep going. You still have to just do, there is stuff, you can't go, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm a, I've got, oh, oh, my, my, uh, my mental health needs to, is a bit more important than yours. So I'm not going to turn up today because I said I'd meet you, but now I'm not going to. And they're like, no, you just can't be asked. That's different. But yeah, well, I said, Barbara, can you? You're such a problem, Kat. Um, no, because I am a counsellor. I'm trying not to, though. I'm trying really hard because I do enjoy it. But the anxiety of right. doing something different and being out of routine, that's a lot. And sometimes it's always better to do it, though. Because I always think, <coughs> I'm sorry, um, like that's where your stories come from. You don't yes. get cool stories. And if you've got no stories or if you're having no, if nothing's going in, if you're getting no input, nothing changes. You just sort of become a bit stagnant. You've got to yeah. be, even if it's just small steps, like just trying. Like if you can't meet your friend for a coffee, but you call them and have a chat, like just try and find the compromise, I think. Mm, but, yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's but a good way um, of putting it. Yeah. But, but everyone's too... Who was we, we were talking about this? Who was I talking to about it? This is the problem I have. I'm like, I talk about stuff and I can't remember who I've talked to about it. I'm the same. Um, I have so many conversations. Yeah, I'm like, or well, who am I repeating myself to? Yes. I've said this to you before, but like, uh, it's in, it's hyper individualism, isn't it? Hyper individualism. Okay. Get my words out. So if everyone's only going for um, working what's their, in their interest and their immediate family. Mm. And so, like, the wider community suffers. 
Yes. And that's the thing. You hear this all the time. Go, I need to take care of my this and I need to. Sometimes you need to, in order to help your own mental health, you need to help somebody else. So you might not be asked to go and meet them. I've said this loads of times. You might not be asked to go and meet them, but I guarantee you, once you've gone, you'll feel better about it. I guarantee it. Every time you'll go, even if it's just an hour, <laughs> yeah. go and you'll come back and go, oh, actually, I'm glad I did that. And then you'll get you more to used to it. Something. Yeah, you'll get more used to it. You'll go, oh, yeah, actually, it wasn't bad last time. And then your brain starts to remember that was a nice thing we did. Let's go yeah. and do that again. And so that's how um, I overcame my social anxiety. Really? Just going, fuck it, I'm going to have to do this. Well, just because. So um, I had se- like severe social anxiety and mm. severe depression, but it was like non functioning, couldn't do anything. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, I couldn't leave. So I, when it was really like the worst, um, I couldn't get out of bed because I was so anxious. It's like opening wow. the curtains would cause like, actually I say that the worst is when I was seeing like eyes in the garden and searching under beds and like searching houses properly. That's okay. the worst of it. Yeah, but, that's pretty. <laughs> eyes under the bed. Eyes in yeah. the garden. Eyes in the garden. Like red glowing eyes. I had um, an assessment with, uh, I can't remember what they were called. But it's like the, so you've got like the, I was going to say, like the sort of the socially acceptable sort of mental illness stuff of like depression, anxiety. But that's when you start getting like the fruity side of, oh, you're seeing things, are you, Rachel? Okay, let's get you assessed. Uh... But it's weird because um, I think what they're looking for in those assessments is your language. Because I was like, I feel like I'm being watched and not like I am being watched. I don't yes. know if that makes a big difference. I feel like it. That, yeah, that, feel like you're that, being that, watched. Well, I feel like I am being watched. It's more definite than I feel like I'm being So I might be being watched, whereas I am definitely being watched. Yeah. This, what, this is what they look like. Um, but eyes in the yeah, garden, though. Like, you're um, going to see eyes in the garden. Like foxes but it's like, um, <clears throat> So this is hypervigilance, but not like the right. bullshit social media hypervigilance. This is like the proper, oh, you're losing your fucking mind hypervigilance. So mm. it's like um, anxiety, but um, like permanently really high. Like the bad thing's going to happen as soon as you stop mm. paying attention to it. So it was like being in a horror movie. Right. You know when... Yeah. Um, like they've just got away from the bad guy and as soon as they're closing the door, because I always used to like imagine hand going round the door. So he's like oh, rush inside yeah. because and then close the door. Because it was like it was gonna happen. If I wasn't quick, that was gonna happen. Yes. I know, I know what yeah. you mean. I up until very recently, only a few years ago, I used to do that thing. Uh, it was where you know when you're you're going to bed and you're on your own, so you have to put all of your fingers on every single light switch in the flat. And you have to switch them all off at the same time as you run up the stairs. <laughs> I remember doing that as a kid where you go, yeah, when you're a kid and you sort of like you turn the lights on downstairs before you go. But we've yeah. talked about this on the R podcast where um, I was like, oh, I'm the ghost now. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's how I, in my brain, when I'm scared, I'm like, yeah, but I'm in the dark being weird as well. So any monsters that are out <laughs> there, any creeps, I'm, I'm... also doing those <laughs> things. Maybe that's why I'm all calm about things now. Because when I'm out, like driving back late at night, I'm always—it's always the middle of the night when I'm driving home from somewhere, and I'm not scared of stopping for a pee, or I'm not scared of anyone being around. Because I'm like, I know how weird I am. There's no way there's two of us out <laughs> this time of night. 
that's the joke, isn't it? When there's like yeah. a chance of us, two of us being serial killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're gonna have to outweird me. Yeah, and, uh, and I know I can get pretty out there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the ghost, I'm the monster. It's weird. It's just perception, isn't it? Yeah, how you it's funny the stuff in the dark. I saw. I was watching Mister In Between yesterday, which is my new favourite program. Australian. This guy is he's a he's a security guy for the at this strip club, but he then but he's got morals and ethics. It's a bit like Dexter. Like he works, he does some horrible things, but he does it to like shitty people. The way it's written, it's like, oh yeah, I don't care about that person. They're a shitty person. It's really good. Yeah. He did this bit. He's got this really nice relationship with his daughter. And she was talking about monsters and that. And he's like, nah. And she woke him up in the middle of the night and said, Can I come and sleep in your bed? He's like, Yeah, what's he goes, what's the matter? And she says, Oh, there's monsters, there's monsters. He went, Nah. He goes, Well, look, this is what you have to do. Give your monsters names. So and then, so then when they've got names, they're not scary anymore. He went, yeah. I used to have one when I was a kid, I used to live under my bed and I called it Gus. And she went, Oh, that's a funny name. And he went, Yeah. So if he's got a funny name, he's not scary anymore. It was a really yeah. nice bit. It was really nice. Plus, yeah, you take the fear because it's the unknown, isn't it? That's where that's why everything's so polarizing, especially in politics and stuff. Where yeah. if you don't understand something, you're going to be more scared of it. If you don't know about it, if you don't know about culture, um, you're going to be more scared of it. Like uh, in the protests yeah. on Saturday, I don't want to call them protests in the marches. Mm. Um, <coughs> there was like Arabic, and apparently it was just it was. But people are like, oh, it's Hamas and it's ISIS. You know, like, because um, people who speak... Sorry, the cat's distracting me. They're like, mm. no, it doesn't mean that. But they've just assumed because Arabic writing, it's got, right. it's got to be terrorists. You go, it could mean anything. Just because oh, you don't speak the yeah. language, you don't know what it says. Yeah. You've assumed that it's bad because that's the fear, isn't it? That's oh, exactly it. And that's been stoked up by the governments in order for us to be kept in our place they go oh yeah you know they don't like they don't want you to learn languages otherwise you don't, they don't want you to understand talk to it. each other either like because no, if you just went oh that's interesting what does that say then you've had that conversation but people were too scared and especially like oh you can't say anything these days well fucking see say it and see what happens because you can't risk it you can't say sorry what, what does happens? that what does that what does that say yeah. oh, that's a, and that's they'll a tell nice you banner you've got there yeah yeah because most people are good yeah. So it's whatever people say, most people just want, like, I just want like a good, a good life. Mm. But yeah, the whole sort of the the fear of the unknown, and that's why they like to keep us all separate and not talk to each other. Yeah, and, of course they do. Yeah, just have a have a chat, see what's see what's what, see what happens. But this, I want to go back briefly to something you mentioned earlier, yeah. and it's fun only because we went to see, we went to see a play recently, and. It was about it, the main character was self-harming, okay, and was extreme. It was really extreme, and it was really hardcore. And then, as the yeah. play un- unfolds, you find out what happened to him, and it's fucking brutal. One of the yeah. best things I've ever seen in my entire life. I came away just just gobsmacked. It was incredible. Yeah, and I suddenly re- I, I hadn't really understood self-harming before. I was doing something. And I realised I was stressed, and that's why I was doing it. It wasn't self harming, but it was like, oh, that's why I do that because because that relief when I do it, yeah. And that's just, that's because I couldn't understand it because I couldn't understand the connection between cutting yourself, and then they go it just releases pressure. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand the connection between the two, but suddenly I did. Yeah. And 
that must have been it must be fucking hard to be doing something like that because it hurts. It doesn't. Because well, for me, um, I was already emotionally hurting. So this when mm. I hate I hated myself and I needed to punish myself. Right. So I was already, um, like, yeah, it's sort of because obviously when you're not well, like. Um, your ideas of stuff is always twisted. Like the perception's not not accurate. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I just like, so it became a release. But actually, in hindsight, you go, oh, th- those feelings were always going to pass. I didn't need to do that. But in no. the moment, I absolutely needed to do that. That's all you focus on is like, mm. oh, I need to I need to cut, I need my knife. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was like 17, I went to a self-harm help group. But it was like the noughties. And so these things weren't really done. So I think it was like the first one with cams. And um, this is how I knew I was different to other people. Everyone yeah. there had really like, they were like, oh, um, one, they asked us to describe like what animals we felt like. Everyone was like, I feel like a worm and a mouse. And they were all sort of small and insignificant. I was like, I feel like a fucking lion. Like, what What does this mean about me? Like, I feel yeah. powerful and loud and protect. Like, this is how I feel. And so when everyone's like, oh, I just feel, you know, like a bug. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't even fit in here. But, um, yeah, like that, <laughs> yeah. that release, that sort of, like, emotional release. And it's just a, it's a coping mechanism, which I think a lot of people don't think of it as. No. It's a way of coping and a way of yeah. just sort of taking you out of it i think like um because when you physically hurt it sort of matches up with your like emotional hurting and stuff yeah but um i saw a conversation online about um because when you're autistic and you you melt down you might um have sort of self not self-harming because the idea is that you don't hurt yourself but your stimming can sort of um be harmful Mm. and like uh, headbutting and like oh, really? punching yourself and stuff. Yeah, so I punch like, but I've not had like a proper lose control meltdown for ages. I can't remember what the last one was. Because luckily, I'm never sort of I'm hardly ever in situations that I can't leave. Mm, yeah, but I think the last one sort of took me by surprise. I wonder what it was. That's going to bug me now. Like, what, what was the last time? But yeah, like I punch myself because I need to feel, I need to feel something else. Yeah, I've known, I've known someone else like that's done that. And, you, and My legs, I punch my legs and stuff. Right. When you're, and when yeah. you're there and you're, it's, you're like, all right, come on. It's, it's when you're next, when you're with that person and it's happening and you're like, what the, uh, uh, all right, all right, well, just, let's not do that. Let's not do that for a minute and try and yeah. calm down and, Work out what's going on. Just brought that on. Yes, yeah. weird one. Because especially because it's different. So, so like um, sort of harmful stimming and because um, like some people like scratch. Sometimes I scratch if I'm feeling mm. um, so stimming. Everybody stims like self-stimulating behaviours. That's why um, jumping and flapping are quite common ones. Um, but like uh, you think about you know the sort of stereotype or the yeah, um, of like a guy is waiting for his wife to give birth and he's pacing the corridor because he's anxious. Yeah. 
So that's a stim, isn't it? That's that repetitive yeah. behaviour. Um, like flicking pens and like doodling, sort of repetitive things. Yeah, I so that's do that like all how the time. you regulate always... your emotions. Uh, yeah, I'm always tapping or, <coughs> or I'm doodling. Yeah, I'm yeah, really still. It's just like, it's, it's calming. Well, we've had this conversation before. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's calming. It's like that sort of, um, yeah, it's just that comfort in that repetition and it helps you regulate your emotions so you can have um sort of happy excited stimming when you're uh so the half I, I clap sometimes um the boy jumps um and he <laughs> flaps when he's excited so he's always just and just like oh that looks like it hurts as well just calm yourself down with your flappy arms um <laughs> and then but when he's upset he bites me so you need that sensory seeking so he, he doesn't do it often now because he doesn't get that. But like headbutting, he mm. needs that like feedback. But yeah, it's all it's all connected. And then you've got like afterwards, you've got the sense of, especially with like self-harm and actually meltdowns as well, but um, the sense of shame that you've let people down because you've done it again. Yes. And you've got to try and hide it and it becomes a secret. So you're worried about people seeing it and their reactions. And it all just, it just piles more pressure on. Mm. And so if you, it sort of, yeah, you become it becomes like another another concern, another thing to worry about, and another thing to to potentially like. I don't know. Yeah, um, it just piles onto the stuff that's already causing the problems in the first place. Yeah, like the worry that you oh, no, oh god, I've got now the shame, like you just said, all that stuff then goes and then creates more pressure. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but like getting really drunk is a form of self-harm, isn't it? Anything you mm. do that is to hurt yourself or you do something in a healthy way to to cope with um, something you're trying to process is probably a form of self-harm. So yeah. like drugs and stuff can often be a form of self-harm because if you're avoiding something, yes, it's difficult and you don't know how to... But I think lots of people have really unhealthy coping mechanisms. <coughs> yeah, of course. Loads of people do every pub every weekend you can see people get absolute blackout drunk yeah yeah well kate and i were talking about that last night about people that do that and it's yeah it's more more people have those things than don't as you've just said but but you're at the other side now yeah i was thinking that am i no i am yeah you're in a better place <laughs> yeah i haven't self-harmed since i was like 21 good Maybe, i'm glad yeah, to hear it Glad yeah. to hear. I'm glad you're at the side. Joe, it's funny. We'll wrap up now. This has been good, though. Well done. Lovely chat. I hope you're all right. Yeah. It's better than the last one when I was just shouting about autism, Mum. <laughs> Joe, it's funny, though. Angela Barnes. Every time I speak to Angela Barnes, she goes, yeah, that's ADHD, Rich. And I'm like, all right, maybe. And then the other day, I was walking to the car, and I'm going, I was talking about something. We were going to, I've been supporting her on tour and I was like, yeah, well, I'll meet you at blah, 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 blah. And as I walked to the car, I saw what I, we had really bad rain and what I'd done the night before driving back, I've got four buttons that control all four windows in the car and I'd forgotten to put the back window up when I pressed it down by mistake. And so all the rain had come in (laughs) all night, all over my stuff. Oh, shit. As I was trying to explain to uh, Angela Barnes that I don't have ADHD, I'm just an idiot. 
I looked at the car and I went, oh, for fuck's sake. And she, I went, you'll never guess what. And I, told, I sent her a picture and she went, do I really have to keep on, Rich? <laughs> like, yeah. No, but we've talked about it before as well. Because yeah, we have. You say you're an idiot, but I'm like, because that... Because that is something like um, a bad working memory, being disorganised. Mm. Um, these are things that we've talked about when you're like trying to do everything at once. But Yeah. And I think you won't realise until you see like neurotypical people and how they do it. And you go, oh shit, I don't do that. And you go, ah. And also, um, so uh, autistic and... Uh, what's the other one? <laughs> ADHD. <Yeah. laughs> and like um, neurodiverse people... Uh, they like little magnets. They will just draw together. True. So if you're hanging out with lots of people who've got ADHD and who are autistic, then it's more likely you are. And I am. And here we are. And that's why we do. But please don't panic. (laughs) This has been great. This has been great. We're going to see each other on Monday. So that's good. So yes, we're going to record it. It's all just gone a bit hectic. I know. It has a bit. It was up before, just before this, I was running around trying to find bits for a mic stand that I already had. But because I hadn't unscrewed a bit, I thought I didn't have it. And it was only when producer Paul went, no, 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 that, look, if you unscrew that middle bit, that'll fit on there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. this has been, this has been, <laughs> this has you been insane in the membrane. Panic. Yeah, I nearly did. This has been insane in the membrane. Thank you to Wellesley for joining me. I've been Rich Wilson, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.